know. It's never a thing you guys care about. I just like to let you guys know. Well, not always. Uh, yeah. it, true. It, depend, it depends on how juicy the conversation is or how public uh, friendly it might be or how insulting it might be to one of us. Correct. There, there, there is criteria. Or all of the above. Right. Or all of the above. And this, this one felt IP. I don't know. Sure. This, this one felt like it was an IP thing, so I, I figured I'd say something. Okay. So we were talking about incontinence. That's, you know, IP, WP, ULP. Freely. Yeah. Sometimes. Not when you want to. But you know what? Shit your pants and they'll send you home. You know, they won't even ask what's wrong. That's true. I need, a, I need a day off. Shit your pants. They won't even ask you to come back. They'll, they'll just, you take the day. So Jesus, man. Yeah. Good way. Just I guess. need a day off. Don't have any vacation days. Can't muster up a fake cough. Shit your pants. Shit but that, your pants. You get that this isn't a Kmart commercial, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, you know, sometimes yeah. you just need to go. And in order to go, you're going to have to go. I guess. Yep. Fire in a hole. So, this is looking like a really, really boring Super Bowl to me. Uh, yeah, I'm not super excited about it myself. I mean, if the Lions went, I would have been okay. If the Chiefs lost, I would have been okay. Yeah. But yeah, neither of those fun things happened. Yeah, and I... I feel bad saying this. I do. The head coach for the 49ers just has such a punchable face. Okay. That's. You're allowed to not like people. Uh, yeah. I, I make it a, a point to at least hate one person a day. <clears throat> if no other reason, then pull forward in the fucking drive through asshole. Yeah. yeah. That person deserves hate. It's not even like, I mean, he's kind of a douchebag, kind of, but you kind of have to be if you're going to be a head coach in the NFL, you know? It's not even that he's like overly douchey. I just, God, every time I see him on camera, I just wonder what it would be like to walk out of the stands and just fucking punch him right in the face. Yeah, I don't know that I could pick him out of the lineup by... Didn't watch any of the game. Uh, I just heard Karen in the other room bitching about the score. Yeah. She was rooting for Kansas City because she has happened upon Casey's podcast, and apparently she loves them. Oh, they're fucking hysterical. So. I mean, if you had to pick a podcast to listen to, just one, and you chose their podcast over ours... I would she understand. Was, she was playing 
some like Instagram snips or what. And okay, I see what they're, they're talking about, but they were very short, like almost one liners. And I'm like, there's a whole podcast of that. I mean, pretty much. They're gonna, they're gonna need some more material. Uh, Athena showed me one this weekend. Show, not that we show up with material, but. Athena showed me one this weekend. They were talking about, someone asked a question about, uh, you know, when you're on the sidelines or it's a timeout or whatever, you know, it, someone comes up and, and squirts the the Gatorade or water or whatever into your mouth. Yeah. How trusting is, how much trust do you have to put into that person to allow that to happen? And uh, because I'm not sure what Twitch ter terms of service uh, go to, let's just say it all devolved into uh, uh, gratification. Lots of innuendos about, you know, someone, someone's right there ready to squirt you. Mm -hmm. you're, you're opening your mouth. Speaking That's of IP and UP. Yeah. <laughs> Pee in my mouth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with that. Please don't. No. Well, it's okay. It's his mouth. Yeah. Right, but I, I don't. That does not constitute consent. That was a joke. <laughs> okay. I mean, I. It would take an awful lot for me to be okay with doing that. So. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I don't understand yeah, just, what's happening. Just the uh <laughs> um our, yeah, our the, is, the lineup for the game just sounds boring, basically. Yeah, I I can't stand Kansas City. The only good thing about it is the freaking OAN and Fox will bitch about Taylor and that makes of me course. happy. And like everybody, including people on Facebook, um, thinks that my stance is is somewhat appalling. I don't give a shit that Taylor's at the game. I have zero problem with a super popular she, person. She doesn't give a shit that she's at the game. She's there right. for him. Right. Like I zero problem with that. Zero problem. It, it, with it the could fact be. That, it could be the. You know. Yeah. Louisiana assholes. It doesn't matter. She'd be right. there because it's him. Right. It has nothing to like, do with the game or the participants. What division right. do they play in? The asshole <laughs> league. My my issue with the the current uh, football coverage when it involves Kansas City is it's so very clear that the NFL and the networks are milking her being there for everything they can. Oh, yeah. It's just so, like, voyeuristic and exploitive. Yeah, there's so many people making bullshit T-shirt designs, like sports balls, and my favorite is Taylor Swift's boyfriend's team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has like the outline of the Chiefs logo. Like, 
I don't, I don't care that they're dating. I'm actually, I'm really happy that both of them seem to have found somebody and they're really happy. Cool. Good for you. I cannot imagine how hard it is to be as popular as they both are doing what they do to find someone who actually gives a shit about you as a human being and not, you know, because you're famous. Like that would be really hard. So good for them. It just, we've, we've seen this like microscopic hyper-focus thing happen with other very famous people in the past. And it just always ends so fucking tragically. I mean, whether you believe that, that Cobain killed himself or if you believe the conspiracy theory that he was murdered, he was a miserable son of a bitch because of the intention that he was under. No, like if he hadn't killed himself there, he probably would have killed himself. So even if it wasn't murder, like if it right. was murder, it was only because it preempted a suicide attempt. Like right. the right. dude was not happy. No, he was fucking miserable because he couldn't go anywhere because he was the biggest thing in the world. And then you look at like Princess Diana, they were literally now there's case to be made that, you know, the driver is to blame for that, but he was literally running away. from. Uh, there's also a case to be made that the crown wanted her dead so that well, yeah, Charles, sure. could re Charles could remarry because it was, was that was that was more of a happy coincidence than a planned thing, I think. Right. There was but, enough other stuff going on. They were already being chased by paparazzi. It wasn't like they had to do a whole lot to right. get her killed. But, I mean, th this happened because they were running from the paparazzi. Uh, there's well-documented, you know, stuff about Marilyn Monroe was, was miserable when she wasn't. Yeah. Fame is not always, uh, yeah. You know, the dream you think it's going to be right. So, you know what, just let them live their life and be happy. And Jesus Christ, like how many other celebrities were at those games? And yeah, I know they only showed her like 30 seconds. That's 30 seconds more than they showed multiple other celebrities. Yeah, but like she is still the most well-known celebrity in the world right now. If they go and she's still there two years from now, they probably won't show her as much. I mean, but like she literally had a billion dollar tour last year. Every time sure. she showed up to a town, it was like the Super Bowl because Oh yeah, they they pretty much shut every down. Town, every town got several million dollars worth of income just for her show. Yeah, up. yeah. I mean, so, I, I mean, I it's not like that it's not like the other people were even close to the same amount of fame as her. Sure. And at I least I did not have to see the goddamn Mahomes wife and brother on the screen as much. <laughs> I they are terrible. Like. I've heard that his brother is just terrible. I've never actually, uh, no, I think Aiden showed me one thing that he was in. He's so just, he, he's a no talent ass clown and he's always like making TikToks just adjacent to him and demanding shit like he's somebody who actually earned uh, something. Gotcha. Like he, he's very like entitled by proxy for gotcha. something that he's never done. And then he, 
goes and tries to do things and thinks he can get away with them because his brother is famous, not because he's worth anything. Gotcha. So oh, it's yeah. it's more that. Sure. I mean, there there were multiple celebrities that were at the uh, like big celebrities that were at the Chiefs uh, Ravens game that were not Taylor. Were they Taylor Swift Swift level? No, but we're talking movie stars, pop stars, big deep, big big people. I mean, they had uh, Ryan Reynolds when he was there with Taylor Swift. He got airtime. Sure, sure. I don't know who all was there. I was driving first, so I had to listen to most of the game on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm still pulling for San Francisco because I can't take any more Mahomes commercials. He's already got a big enough head. Yeah. Him and his Kermit voice need to go away. Right. Yeah, they don't let him talk a whole lot. Um, And I honestly think they might have brought in Kelsey because they had to film a lot of these in the summer before they were even dating. So. Right. I think they kind of brought Kelsey in for some of those just because they needed somebody else with a little personality to have a joke at the end. Some kind of charisma. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, Travis Kelsey, even before the, the what do you call it, a glow up, I guess, from dating Taylor Swift, like he'd been on things and he was absolutely fucking hysterical. Oh, yeah. Like, um, there was one year where they were actually out of the playoffs and he came in and hosted with like the pregame show and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I enjoyed him. Yeah. I, I mean, just, I, it's one of those things they've kind of overstayed their welcome and they went from like, Oh, it's a nice story to, Oh, I'm tired of seeing him. Yeah. Not, yeah, not just him. I'm talking about the chiefs in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kelsey, uh, guest starred on, a handful of episodes in the four season run of Holy Moly. And I mean, he did it because he's, you know, he's friends with Riggle, but it was absolutely fucking hysterical. Yeah. I mean, if they get these people to show up and they do a nice, correct couple of lines for them and don't go anything crazy with it, like they're not yeah. going to do something super serious. Yeah. Like, I like those people show up for, you know, sports athletes show up for a quick cameo on things, but. but yeah, I just, uh, it, it's not, it, even it's too- mostly Mahomes. I don't care. Yeah. Kelsey could do yeah. whatever he wants. He's fine. I've never had an issue with him. It's just, Mahomes yeah, seems very much. And then especially now, as soon as anything goes wrong, they're immediately crying about it because they're used to getting all the calls. Like yeah. they had side by sides of one of the, like the lamest pass interference call on the Ravens versus where Kansas City was doing the exact same thing egregiously, just nobody called it. Yeah, I mean, so they're definitely getting some of the calls that they shouldn't, or at least that the other team's not getting. Right. I mean, there is definitely like I won't talk about the pass interference that. Where, where the dude tried to take Mahomes' head off because that was clearly a penalty. There's a couple of 
personal fouls that got called, roughing the passer, things like that, you know, during the game where it was like, okay, well, if you would have, you know, paid attention, at worst, those should have been offsetting fouls. Sure. But instead, it's just getting called on the Ravens. And it felt a little scummy. I mean, you know, I still hate the Ravens, but. Well, you're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. I won't hold it against you. Hey, none of our teams are in the Super Bowl. I know. Yet another year where I still don't get to root for my team in the Super Bowl. Um, really kind no. of hoping that would change. Yeah, I don't know if you'll get the reference as much, but they were calling him the Joel Embiid of the NFL because he's MVP the regular season and then oh yeah, he doesn't yeah. make it past like the first round most times. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> I kind of bombed. Well, at least somebody from your team has a chance to murder somebody at the Super Bowl for <laughs> old time's sake. Uh, uh, yeah, but he's not on the uh, team anymore. I know. We need somebody to carry out his legacy. Uh, no, because I, I feel like I can name a couple of guys on the team that I'm like, you know, they could carry on that legacy. I don't want them to because I really like those players. Yeah. Uh, have you been following anything with the people that showed up dead in Kansas City? No. Outside? No. Like the final game of the regular season, I think it was. It was when they played the Chargers. Basically, there were like five friends that were over watching the game. And then oh. one guy claims he left at like midnight. The other guy said he went to bed and then like the other two guys, for some reason went in the backyard and just died. Huh? And like the police have already said, there's no foul play, which means it's probably drugs. Yeah. Everybody thinks that they probably took some drugs, went out back, like sat down and had a bad time and just died out there. And the dude probably took drugs because he claims he slept for like two days or something stupid or was not, Whatever. But yeah, so probably one guy that lived there that owned the, or, you know, rented the place was passed out on the couch on drugs and they were doing drugs in the backyard and died. But their family's out there saying it's wild stuff because the guy that owned the place that didn't die was like an HIV scientist and he was actually like, you know, at least somewhat known in his field type of thing. Like, Huh. So they're all making big old stinks about like, oh well, he must have. They must have known something or found out something, so we had to kill him. And it's like people will go to great lengths to admit that, like, to avoid that. Hey, maybe your family member was just doing drugs and didn't tell you that they're on drugs, and right, they died. I mean, sucks. Right. Happens. But like everybody, it's always a conspiracy, and then they come back with a toxicology report, and they're like, "But my friend didn't do drugs." It's like, well, all the drugs in their system says otherwise, right? What are all these uh, transfers on Venmo? Right. 
yeah, that's, I don't know. Every time people are like, oh, it must be a conspiracy. It's like, no, it's probably meth. Because I'm yeah. sure there's some fentanyl somewhere or something got sprinkled with some fentanyl accidentally. And they're just not going to believe that little Billy was doing drugs when, I mean, they were right. like 40. But sure. This is same. I mean, logic still holds. I mean, right. Because, like, they were already out there going, well, I don't know how he killed him, but he clearly did something. They didn't do drugs. Anytime they're out there just denying drug use, choose a drug use. Yeah. Generally. Hey there. Hey. Dead ass. Dead ass. Dead ass? Yeah. Dead ass too. So against um, my own recommendation, I did watch the last two episodes of Percy Jackson. And oh, yeah? those were the most action-packed episodes. Hmm. But... I don't remember the actor's name. Third uh, uh, in Fringe, he was the, the black guy that was head of the FBI. Andre and, uh, Lance, Re Lance Reddick. Oh, okay. Uh, he died recently, right? Uh, Brower did. I don't know about... Yeah, died March March seventeenth, two thousand thirteen, or two thousand twenty three. So he played he played Zeus, huh. which I did not see coming. Uh, he he played uh, Zeus in the last uh, episode, and I'm like, well, that kind of limits that character's development. Uh, uh, there's they'll recast it, but you know, so. yeah. I feel like there's a handful of people that you could get to play that would be able to step into his shoes. Um, I never remember his name, I just always call him Time Store Dave Chappelle. That sounds could, like an insult. He could, no, there's there's a guy. He's been in a handful of things that I've watched. Uh, he has a more than passing resemblance for Dave Chappelle. Okay. I just don't remember his name. Uh, where's my phone? Check your hand. No. Uh, let's see. So if I look up, he was in Ghostbusters Afterlife. He's the sheriff. It's been a while since I saw that, so. Bokeem Woodbine. That's a name. Can't say I've ever heard it. 
No, he's a he's a character actor, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, let's see. The term character actor, that means I mean, what 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 does that entail? You're never the lead. Okay, you you're a character in someone else's yeah. starring movie. Okay, I get you now. Okay. Uh, lead actor. Oh, okay, yeah, lead actor, character actor. Okay. Okay, so he was in 11 episodes of Fargo, if you watch that. Um, the first one or the, or the second one? Uh, the series? Yeah, there were two series. Dude. From 2015 to 2020, he was Mike Milligan on Fargo. Oh, maybe it was multiple seasons. Okay. Uh, he was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Wait, who was he in that? He was uh, Shocker number two. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of movies that you would have seen. He was in Riddick. He was Moss, one of the uh, mercenaries that came to get Riddick. He was in Payday, Payday 2. Uh, he was in Total Recall with uh, Colin Farrell. I don't think anybody saw that. Okay, I know who you're talking about. I can see him now. Yeah. He looks like Time Storage Dave Chappelle. I guess now you would call it Timu Dave Chappelle. <laughs> wow. That's not an improvement. <laughs> oh, come on. That's funny. Those ads are annoying. My wife said it's not funny, but I think it's funny. <laughs> oh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Did I watch anything fun? Uh, I mean, I watched Ghostbusters. I watched, I finished the, the fourth season of Holy Moly. Uh, Rewatching the original um, Whose Line? Oh, that's a throwback. Speaking of innuendo. Yeah. That's 50% that's of those jokes. Yeah. I am a, I'm a big fan of improv. I mean, I still watch SNL on the regular. I, you know, going back and rewatching old Who's Line. Where are you watching that at? Uh, HBO Max. Max or whatever. Max, yeah. Yeah, that one. Hmm. Um, I started watching the second season of White Lotus because I did enjoy the first season. So, okay, just that Apple TV or HBO? Um, buh, buh, buh. I double check. I thought it was HBO. Yeah, it was HBO because they used Jennifer Coolidge. She won an Emmy for it, and they had her in the little like commercial that they did for HBO and all the stuff they won this year. Hmm. 
don't know. It's just a bunch of, you know, not quite care, maybe character actors all playing. Like the first one, it's the same thing. They're just at a resort and usually somebody dies. And then the rest of the time, it's just them being self-involved and doing whatever until they have to intertwine. And like all the other ensemble cast things, but everybody gets to uh, take Evan scenes that make them look real good so that they can get other jobs later on. So, huh. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a good show. Uh, yeah, I like the, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, it's just, you like the people that are in it and they make some really absurd jokes and then they just like, there's usually some scenes that are just outrageous, but like Jennifer Coolidge was in one and she was, they were in Italy and she wanted to ride a Vespa around. So she was wearing like her headscarf and stuff. Like she was like a fifties. She was talking to the front desk clerk and she's like, who do I look like? And she looked at her and she goes, Peppa Pig. Um, wow. I'm trying well, yeah. to think of the actor, actress, a little dark haired, short. Yeah. Not, I keep thinking Catherine Hemingway, but that's not right. Uh, Audrey Hepburn. That's it. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's just a bunch of people, you know, from other things. And they just, some of them are real sarcastic. Sometimes they have just real like dry lines, just the delivery and the scenes they set up for them are just pretty good. Like if you look through the list of people in each season, I'm yeah. sure you'll find a couple of people you like. It's worth I, well, cool. I don't know if you've got HBO. It's not worth getting HBO over, but if you already have yeah. it. I don't pay for it. So. I mean, I don't either, but I still have it. So, you know. Sure. We we don't pay for it for very different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay for it because my daughter actually pays for it. Okay. So you still have access to it. Yeah. 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 We, uh, we pay for Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus she pays for max. Not a exactly one-to-one trade, but you know, she's a college kid. Right. Made my uh, girls cry this week because uh, I don't know. I was just missing them, so I sent them a text. Something funny I saw on on uh, Reddit or Instagram or what, and just said, "Love you, miss you." And they both <laughs> called Karen and asked, "Is Dad okay? What's he sent us a text? Is his you know?" <laughs> they were all upset and worried. I'm like, "It's just." Don't up you and sent you a fucking text. God. Yeah. Things generally have the same reaction when I do that. I mean, Karen talks to him a lot. You know, they're constantly calling her, needing something. Can mm-hmm. you pick up this prescription? Can you 
I got a package delivered. It should be on the porch. I sent it there by mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of bullshit. So, and I send them something that's usually to be funny or scare the shit out of them, apparently. Yeah. Well, you're getting to that age where you never know which one it is. I think I was that old. I mean, well, cognitive functions going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! Is he old or is he fucking with us? <clears throat> Me? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> sure, you don't. <laughs> Oh, hell. <laughs> and that's where Foolish Media ended. That's okay. We'll still be here. We had a great run, guys. But the old man We died. had a run. We had a run. <laughs> we ran. It might have been what killed us. But, uh, yes. Yeah. We were called to run, to not agree with us in in the least. So, uh, Ray, I know you and I also share an enjoyment for uh, a certain comedic, passionate human being. Uh, Have you heard the news about uh, Mr. Jon Stewart? I have. And uh, I'm tickled so much yeah, right. that I would be willing to hook the cable back up to the TV I watch mostly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, Definitely yeah. feels like a win for society right now. Yeah, and it's funny how um, the right media is just losing their minds over it. Yeah. Just like, they're like, ah! And I'm like, that's right, bitches. Sheriff's back in town. That's right. One day's enough. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers should have been a little nicer than the way fucked with them. Uh, That's kind of bad. I mean, it was, it's kind of strange because he did that, uh, uh, the problem on. Yeah. Was it HBO or Apple TV or whatever it was? Apple TV. Yeah. And it's like, this is the Daily Show, just podcast version. What's he? Who's he fooling? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was pleased to hear that. Y'all motherfuckers should have been nicer to the black guy that took over for him because now dad's back and he's going to fuck y'all up. Yeah. Well, I don't think Trevor Noah could have done it for you. Like, he did a good job throughout um, COVID, but I think he wanted to do some more stand-up because he's been releasing more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there were other reasons, but the the constant barrage of hate uh, was a reason that he wanted to step away. So I wasn't too clear, and I I didn't really read it. I heard it. I didn't read an article about it or anything. so is it still going to be the ensemble of guest hosts the other days? Because uh, they only do it four days that. a week as it is. Right. So. 
Right. I mean, Klepper kind of wants to do it, but I I can see that he would he would I I he's better on the street though. Yeah, yeah. But I I could I could I'd be willing to give him that. I think he's earned that chance to try and make that desk work. I uh, it's a completely different animal, but yeah. I would love to see uh, Desi. I think she's fantastic. I don't think she would want to be doing it like full time, though. Right. Like, I think she's pretty good at what she does and she could guest host a lot. But like if she had to be there, the one like leading everybody and making decisions and things, I think. Well, full time is going to be uh, Tuesday through Thursday now. Yeah. I mean. The writers work all week, and I assume John is John just going to come in and sit down and read, or is he going to like be a part of you know? You know, John. He's going to be there every fucking day. He's just not going to be on camera every day, right? I mean, Comedy Central backed up the trucks to get him to come for. for one day a week. Is it only one day a week? That's all John's doing. He's only doing Mondays. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Mr. Stewart is back for Monday. You don't want him ending the week. But you definitely yeah. want him kicking it off. Yeah. Yeah. He'll come in. He'll come in. Yeah, he'll come in with all the shit that happened over the week or what what went down on Friday that you know. So he's gonna cover enough. That also gives him the whole weekend to basically write what he wants to say. And he's he's so he's he's so involved in uh, activism, you know, for yeah. the first responders and you know all that stuff. That I I don't want him to stop that, right? Because that's what we need. That loud, you know, as loud as the right wants to be. Uh, yeah, we need that loud, intelligent voice to cut through the bullshit, slap a hard helping of sarcasm across their face, and just leave the loud right stunned for a second. Well, I mean, he he does have a, a cohort in the, the loud activism part. Uh, the difference is the other guy has made a career in a mint off of being incredibly profane at the same time. So he's not the one that you want to have, you know, go before Congress. Uh, who are you talking about? Are you talking to Chappelle or David Le- uh Dennis Leary? Oh. I don't know. I I mean I I would like to see him testify before Congress. I would love to see it happen, uh, but it would only ever happen one time. One is all you need. Yeah. Uh, and I, that is not the case. 
No. Before Congress, one is never enough. Gets nothing done. They ignore one. The new oh. cycle new cycle swallows it, spits it out, and is, forgets it. One isn't enough. I don't know if they could forget a visit from Dennis Leary, though. It, it yeah, the, the the charisma's there. I get I get you. I I know what you're trying to say, but I I don't I, don't, I, I think that's being too romantic about the state of our politics. Honestly, well, they they would change rules after Leary went in there. He's I I've listened to some of his speeches about first responder activism and, and, you know, trying to get these guys, the John fucking shamed them on the house floor. Mm -hmm. I mean, his speech, uh, damn near brought tears to my eyes. It it (laughs) did bring tears to his eyes. And he was replace that. The, the, uh, which is straight up out with straight outrage. I don't know if the message comes a right. It it has to be something that the 24 hour news cycle can put on repeat. And if he just up there dropping language, right. That's that's, it's, it's it's, it's not going to get repeated. Mm. It's not, it's not going to, it's, it has to knock, 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 knock on their door before they're going to hear it. And if it's not suitable for air, you know, right. sadly, That's, it's just going to be, hey, he was there. He said a number of things. Uh, right. This we'll is why what I happens say, of it. This is on. why I say that that you need someone like Stewart to to deliver the the message. I mean, I, I just, I think uh, John Stewart is just so knowledgeable about the political system, and 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 he's just so smart about it. I mean, remember that all this him coming back to the Daily Show has brought back that clip of him going on uh, CNN and ripping. Uh, Tucker and the other crossfire guy to pieces. Hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, I just I haven't seen it recently. Yeah, that, I've seen it pop up on YouTube and everybody's like comment. Oh God, it's it's great. He's going back. You know, some of you might have forgotten, but here one of his legendary takedowns. And you know when he's like he's like I thought you're supposed to be funny. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not gonna be your monkey. You guys are hurting America. You need to stop. I mean, it's just he 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 can be funny sure. and serious at the same time, which is honestly the genius of John Stewart. So, absolutely. And to think he started off as a VJ. I know, right? He definitely found his calling, though. Well, I mean, Anderson Cooper got his start on Channel One News. I think 
Jeff and I may be the only two that ever experienced Channel One News, and I don't know if Jeff ever did. Was that the like in school channel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it it existed. I don't know that we had it on much, but gotcha. um, I remember him from. Um, there was a TV station that doesn't exist anymore, um, where he was always out like doing field reports for them. Gotcha. It was the one Al Gore started, I think, or had a part in. Okay. And I'm completely blanking on the name, but yeah, that used to be good. We used to watch that a lot. Yeah. So when I was, uh, when I was a sophomore, they brought channel one news into Mansfield city schools and like we stopped classes and like you watched like part of the school day was just watching channel one news. And it was Anderson Cooper and Lisa Ling. And someone else. Um, okay. I was a freshman when you were in seventh grade, honey. Oh, right. Time. That's annoying. Um, fuck, I can't remember the other one. Oh, God, do you get beat now because you can't remember? Yeah, probably. Oh, well. Yes, honey, we covered that. Thank you. need to get that guy in the background a mic. We can't hear him. Or stickers. Current TV. That was the one. Hmm. Got sold to Al Jazeera. Oh. Interesting. You know, I will say, another person that, uh, well, one of the people that was on... Uh, as a guest host on the daily show that I actually really enjoyed Sarah Silverman. Yeah. I generally enjoy her appearances on things. Except for school of rock. She was kind of a bitch in it. I mean, wasn't that the point? Yeah, of course. What was the one where the guy was marrying her and they were trying to kill her off or break him up or something? Saving Silverman? Yeah. I think that I, I that sounded like the right name, but considering it was her last name, you know, just yeah. didn't sound right for a second. I'm like, oh, that can't be it. It was so weird that her and Jimmy Kimmel were a thing. Yeah. Weird celebrity couples is what happens. Right. I just like of all the people that you could look at that are celebrities and say, oh, yeah, I could totally I, I could see that. That was just one. I was always like, really? <laughs> what did they talk about? 
I mean, you got to remember back in the day, Jimmy Kimmel was. Uh, he was on the man show. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot different. Yeah. Uh, that, that was his like broadcasting start, wasn't it? I mean, he was uh, a stand-up comedian, maybe, or I mean, where did he come from before that? Did he need, like radio or something? Let's see. Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, career. Kimmel began working in radio while in high school. He was the host of a Sunday night interview show on a college station for UNLV. Uh, when he went to Arizona State, he became a popular caller. Where he met Jeffrey Epstein. Joking, joking. Aaron Rodgers joke, sorry. Yeah, that would have been great if he would have sued them. I know. I, I so wish that was uh, really happening. Because it's about time someone says something on the right and has to pay for it. Other than Trump, $82 million. That's awesome. I just look forward to the revolving door that's going to be uh, him having to pay out defamation suits. Yeah, because he can't shut up. I know. It's the best. He, he's incapable of shutting his fucking mouth. I mean, his lawyer's probably going to get disbarred as well because she's making some crazy claims in filings and press conferences. Well, that's 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 like the the career options when taking a job. Uh, you know, taking his case is okay. Zero to disbarred in one case. <laughs> and a case you won't even get paid on. Yeah, you'll never get paid for this. So, and I'm back. There he is. All right. Yay. Uh, he was on a game show. Did uh, did that part get out before my connection, Doug? It did not. No, no. It did not. Okay. No, I did not hear that. So uh, he did not get his start on the man show in TV. He was on a game show before that. It was a very popular game show when we were teenagers. Uh, pressure luck. Card sharks. Uh, you were a young adult. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. When when two of us were teenagers, one of us was probably in middle school, and the other one was in college, and not watching TV. Uh, he was on a game show on Comedy Central. When Ben Stein's money. Yes. Ooh, I do remember that show. Yes, he was. Yeah. I pulled that out my ass. Yep. That's where he got his start. Hmm. That was kind of fun show. Basically, Ben Stein just played the same character from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and somehow that teacher got rich. The same character from when from Ferris Bueller's Day Off 
the same character from yeah he's a character actor with one bullet in the chamber yes yes He's yeah, he exceeding made a lot of money off that bullet. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, Bill Burr was talking, and uh, they were talking about people doing accents and stuff. And he goes, "Yeah, I've never been able to do that. You know, no matter what I get hired on, they they tend to change the script. Okay, he's a he's a serial killer, but he was from Boston. Okay, okay, he's a cowboy, but uh, he went to college in Boston and picked up the accent, never got rid of it. It was because I can't." Do an accent. So I just those ones. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm like the only person who does not like Bill Burr. Um. Why? I just don't find him funny. Okay. Right. I don't know uh, why. He's he's. Uh, I I his flavor of humor is very Chappelle like. Yeah, yeah. like pokes pokes fun at hypocrisy in a way that almost makes you feel uncomfortable, but you can't argue with it half the time. I don't know. Just yeah, just not a fan. And he he basically makes himself up to be the bad guy. He, he, he go ahead. I he might be a combination of Chappelle and Ricky Gervais. Maybe that's why I don't like him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean a combination of those two is going to make a lot of people not like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're kind of you're kind of hitting a broad spectrum there. Yeah. Like, I feel bad, but I just don't like Ricky Trevis. I've tried. I mean, it's very much a style. Like, yeah. you like it or you don't. There's not going to be a lot of people that have a, like, if yeah. they watch him, they have a take hard one way or the other. Like, I agree with a lot of the shit he says. I just can't stand his delivery. Yeah. Yeah, he's very unsympathetic in his delivery. He he doesn't really give a shit if you like it or not. And right. it comes off as just overly abrasive then. Right. Because he's not even trying to soften the blow. He's just like, here it is. You know, duck and cover. You know, I don't care. But, you know, when you're that you know, well off and you live that honestly, modestly, uh, you don't have to worry about pleasing people. True. You can do what the fuck you want. Enough people still love you. They'll come to the show once every, you know, two, three years you do one and you go back to the house. Yep. Not a bad way to spend your years. No, it's not. So, yeah, he's got he's got my respect, and you know, he's funny. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but that's okay. I I like 
I like a lot of comedians, and I don't necessarily like them all 100%. Right. I know Mulaney's taken a hit with his recent drug woes and stuff. Is he back on drugs or just the stand-up that he did? No, no. Uh, did you see Baby J? He, he, you know, we yeah. talked about his uh, um, intervention and stuff and his reputation really kind of tanked a bit after that. Not since that stand-up. That stand-up was well after his tanking. Right. And going into well, rehab and whatnot. It was also a little bit because... He basically had a kid with his wife, left her for somebody else. No, he didn't have a kid with his wife. Did he not? No. He got he got divorced because of his drug use. He had a kid with Olivia Munn. Oh. That was the one with the new Yeah, he had a had a kid with a girlfriend and then immediately broke up because he went kind of spiraling or he spiraled and then they broke up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not in his life. He he had trouble, and I'm glad we didn't lose him for it. Well, no, yeah. I mean, like, I think he got out of rehab and then got the girl pregnant, whichever one it is. Oh. It's like he got out of rehab, left his wife, and then got his girlfriend pregnant. And that's what people are a little upset about, that, like, he immediately left rehab, dumped his wife, and then got somebody else knocked up when could have taken it a little slower. Yeah, well, he had a he had a series of bad decisions uh, uh, under his belt. So I oh, I don't know his life. I just I find him hilarious, and I know he's brilliant, fucking hilarious, and uh, that's all I ever asked of him. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff where, I mean, there's a lot of actresses that are like Olivia Munn, who's just dating famous people every, you know, six months, moving on to somebody else. I mean, at least she's not doing the Leo thing. Yeah, she'll date old people. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I saw anything else good. Like, um, yeah. I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of space documentaries lately. Okay. Uh just because we're as as twenty twenty four gets started, uh, a lot of people in the astronomy space are waiting for the extremely large telescope to come online. It's supposed to come online later. Is that the network of telescopes or is that the something they sent out? No, it's, it's a ground based web. Oh no, that one. No, it's a ground based telescope in Chile. Uh, It will be the largest diameter mirror of any telescope ever. Just think of the Windex budget. Um, it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see what it can do. Uh, the goal is that uh, 
over the course of, I think it's a four-night span. The goal is to be able to image the entire southern hemisphere's uh, sky. Okay. <clears throat> uh, and then over, you know, the course of a year or so, then... They have to fight and argue why they can't get the top the northern hemisphere. No, we know. You, you know, you know, it's in Chile, right? Yeah. Uh, no, the the goal is they'll be able to start doing like live data stream comparisons uh, to start picking out objects that we previously didn't see, couldn't see, didn't have a great way to compare. But because you know, we'll where, where did you see this at? What? This documentary. Uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, because uh, we'll be getting full pictures of the night sky every four days, it'll be a lot easier to do comparisons to... Correct, motion. Yeah, you know, objects that are, uh, we'll say, faint... If there is a hypothetical planet nine orbiting somewhere deep that you could see from the southern hemisphere, so assuming it's not on an off-axis orbit, uh, we we should be able to find it out or, or, or find it because now we'll have more uh, data points than ever before. Can you imagine watching the telescope when a bug lands on it? It'd be kind of funny. That'd <laughs> be Orson Welles all over again. Oh, we're being attacked by insect aliens. Ah. Oh, never mind. I'm sure it doesn't actually work like that, but you know. No, but right. Yeah. Put Chicken Little on the telescope one night and we're fucked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've, I've just been looking at uh, lots of stuff about space and what we're going to be doing over the next uh, decade or so. Uh, listen to a fantastic uh, discussion. Uh, so there's a thing called the decadal survey where they like you, it's essentially like you write a grant proposal to get funding for like phase one of your big long project. Mm -hmm. They approved funding for phase one of uh, sending a swarm of probes to Proxima Centauri. How long would it take to reach that? Uh, well, that's one of the really cool things about the way they're planning to do it. Uh, so they've got, we've long had the ability to use a laser as propulsion. The problem has been size. Because when you're talking about pushing something with a laser, you're talking about either a giant fucking laser to move something or you're moving something very small. Okay. Well, we, we can now produce uh, satellites capable of doing... Uh, very small range, but still satellite things that weigh about 10 grams. 
range is very small. Okay, when you when you propel something with a laser, what is the speed it's propelled at? Uh, not light speed. No, no, we should be able to get to Proxima Centauri in like thirty years. Well, that's kind of impressive. Right. So, but the goal is uh, to build a system on the moon that would allow you to kind of like shotgun approach these these 10 gram satellites. Mm -hmm. And then the goal with Proxima Centauri is that you kind of build this chain of satellites. So the first satellite faced apart and they all hit there at different times so you can see the whole yep. movement yep. from the same angle repeated. Yeah. And then but not just that, but we won't they won't all end up in Proxima Centauri. We will stop some along the way every so often so that we can communicate things back faster so that we're not, you know, because if it takes 30 years to get there, then hypothetically it would take 30 years for us to get data back. Okay. My my only question is how are they going to get it through the firmament? Oh fuck you. I think if they go to the edge, it might be thinner there. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Maybe, I guess. I don't think so. But if they, they daisy the turtle, <clears throat> yes, probably. But if they if they daisy chain these together, uh, we should be able to cut down transmission times, and at the same time transmit more data. So, sounds cool. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Uh, the lead scientist on that, Marshall Eubanks, is also just like hilarious to listen to in an in a interview because he is not the like prim and proper like he's he's gone the uh uh neil degrasse tyson uh approach of let's let's try some charisma uh no all right uh Marshall Eubanks would be awesome for us to interview. No, with uh, any kind of reputation, would risk that. He's but. he is very much uh, the people's scientist. Okay. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson still at times has a uh, speech p- pattern in in vernacular that is not. That every man can't follow. Right. Mar- Marshall, you, yeah, Marshall Eubanks is, is just a good old boy from Appalachia. Okay. With his head and stars. But super smart. And when I was reading about how they're going to approach doing these this satellite thing, I mean, they really are essentially talking about setting up a giant shotgun 
that fires out these little satellites and then shoots those satellites with lasers to propel them. It really is Appalachia's answer to the space program. We got a shotgun and then we put some more guns on it and then we had lasers. Right. Like it is laser sight or shotgun. Sir, that's not gonna shut up. Pew pew pew. I everything about this just is like it it feels sci-fi, but it feels like really ridiculous sci-fi. That's sci-fi Saturday night. Yes, it, it takes a special kind of scientist to be like, hold up, this is the, this is the plan. This is how we do it. What was that? Uh, those horrible movies you watched, like Raptor Jesus and shit? Velocipaster. And- Velocipaster. Good <laughs> thing of it. Oh, shit. That's even worse than what I thought of. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yes. Oh. Uh, Independence Disaster. Yeah. Uh, what was it? The uh, what was the zombie one? Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so um, bullshit. <laughs> Japan was landed on the moon. Did they lose that thing? Uh that's actually a pretty funny story. Um, they didn't lose it. It just landed on its head. Okay. I know they said like it touched down, but they said like, but they may not be able to contact it. Uh well, they they aren't at present. They are not able to make contact because the antenna is buried foot in the dust. Yeah, there are two independent uh, like rovers that are there with like independent of the lander. Uh, that they can communicate with, so they're gonna try to get the look. That was the, they're still sent by Japan, like in the same yeah. thing, or okay. yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna try and and get it off its off its head. It's leave it to them to try and kamikaze the moon. <laughs> wow, that's no, that's not good. That's that's horrible. That's, um, I remember there was something about uh, Voyager when it went past. Saturn or uh, Neptune that it was icing up and they just on a whim tried to like rotate one of the cameras back and forth and yep. ended up breaking the ice uh, enough that it basically freed it up. Yep. And they're still continually surprised of images they get back from that thing. You know, what, 40 years later? 50 Fifty? Wow. Yeah, that was the seventies. Voyager two launched in seventy five, so almost fifty. It's yeah. still out there, still broadcasting. <clears throat> yep. I mean, it, they are. Well, they are eventually, it's going to die because uh, it's out in no man's land and it's getting very little from the sun as far as. Uh, um, yes, battery life. So it's it's gonna just be a floating rock someday. Soon, probably within the next ten years, because the uh, the nuclear reactor on board is <clears throat> not going to suffice anymore. But I mean, 
nobody thought that they'd be able to keep him going this long. Yeah. Pretty neat. I'm, I'm, I'm continually amazed at how smart those guys were with such limited technology to yeah to work it out. I mean, no, no big supercomputers to just punch into programs and walk away. They had to do the math on their own, and yep, still they were able to suss it out. One of the things I was watching talked about uh, uh, trying to get people to understand the difference in budget for the Apollo program and uh, modern NASA. Yeah, it's a, it's a difference between tinfoil, uh, the cost of tinfoil and titanium. Well, but the other big difference, if you adjust for inflation, the budget for Apollo 11 to get to the moon adjusted for inflation is $350 billion. The entire Artemis project. It was important for us to get there first. Sure. Well, it was important to somebody. Yeah. To get first. The entire Artemis project, uh, all the missions that they have planned so far, has a total budget of approximately $12 billion in, in today's money. Yeah. Like the, the differences are staggering in budget. And still some got a pitch bet. Of course they are. Because why wouldn't you? I'd much rather spend that than keep giving money to countries who have government health care. I mean, I'd rather spend that than, you know, border walls and late in razor wire. Oh, I I, I was saw that about uh, Mike Johnson shooting down the bipartisan uh, um, border initiatives. Yep. Like, well, yeah, if they, they if they do something together, they can't campaign on that. Right. And then McConnell came out and just said that the nominee requested it. Like you're you're thinking awfully high as some shit if you are just going to presumptively believe that by the time everything shakes out. I, I, I'm all for him being the nominee, Ronnie, run, being in the election, and then right as he goes up to put his hand on the Bible, they fucking arrest him. At that point, it's too late. <clears throat> ah, I got dream. VP will just pardon him, and then, oh, look, he'll be back in the White House. But pardoning is an admission of guilt, right? No. Yeah. No. Can't pardon if you're not guilty. No, it means that you were convicted. 
That's it. That's all it means. Hmm. Uh, change subject. I need to change subject. Okay. I want to say something that will get the FBI knocking down my door. <laughs> I mean, we talk about uh, the joke. We just, is he going to make any speeches in Dallas? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let's talk about the joke that Stephen Colbert made. What's that? So Eugene Carroll said that she wanted to donate the $83 million to something that Trump hates. And okay. Stephen, Stephen Colbert said, hey, look, Eric, you're going to get money. <laughs> oh, that's that's fucking so cruel and true. It's fucking beautiful. Oh, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he really hates Baron. Oh, yeah? Because he's, like, freakishly tall. Oh. And it makes really? him look bad. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue. You're I think he's, like, six, 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 eight or something stupid. Like, Yeah, he's, he's growing. He's a fucking giant. Didn't know that was a point of contention for. Yeah, he doesn't ever want to be seen in pictures with him because it makes him look smaller, and huh. he doesn't like that because it's just what he does. Yeah, ego before all else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's why the argument of nepotism never worked because he would never hand over anything. God no. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll bring him in and let him stand there, but uh, he's never going to give him credit. He's never no. going to let him let him. He's going to take credit for everything they do. Yeah. Well, every good thing they do, and every bad thing he does, he's going to blame them. So, of course, family is the best fall guy. Hi, <sighs> yeah. What I hear. I wouldn't know. But, you know. The family that crimes together. Something like that. Does time together? Probably. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. They'll just leave the country. Russia will take them in. Of course they will. Golden showers for everybody. I loved his attempt at a defense against that claim. Which claim? Uh, the golden showers. He said that that's laughably false because he's a germaphobe. Yeah, um, but he probably still believes it's sterile, so. Yeah. Bull. Bull. 
that's just wow. It's not very bright. Well, no, he's very he, he's very bright. He's orange, but he's not very smart. True. I saw some uh, um, Democrat congressman was ranting in some committee meeting about them bending knee to orange Jesus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Orange Jesus. Yeah. Like you guys are just too worried bending worried about bending knee to orange Jesus. Has anybody gone with Cheeto Christ yet? <laughs> uh they should. Uh, I'm just sticking to cheese it. <laughs> Follow um, up with a good Tang joke. Nah, that would insinuate he's too much into the um, space program. I mean, unless they're going to space force, unless they're going to change it to to the um, change NASA to Trump or something. They're gonna. He's never going to care. No, he created a whole new military sitcom? branch. Yes, yes, sitcom. A whole because, new sitcom for Steve Carell? Because he didn't know how NASA and the Air Force worked. There are people in the Space Force, right? There are. I mean, it is a legit branch of military now. It is. Fucking sad. What do they do? Um, right now. And cash checks? No, right now they do a lot of work with uh, satellites. And it's a, it's, it's a lot of desk jobs and research and development. Um, Space Force is now doing a lot of work with the... Uh, uh, the fucking plane that we keep putting into space. Can't remember what it is. X-37 or something like that. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, I feel like it's just going to be experimental planes. So, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I know that... High-orbit high orbit, uh, aircraft. I know someone was talking about they were working on a uh, defense satellite capable of Taking down other satellites? Um, they've definitely been working on that. I don't know. Yeah, they had Star Wars since Reagan. So I don't know. Well, yeah, but that was no, missiles. This is satellites. Yeah. I know this, China has one that they think is functional. Yes. But I don't know. Like they put one of their own up there and took it down to demonstrate. But right. once again, I don't know how well that works when you don't control both of them. Right. And that's kind of where they're at. Like, how do we build a satellite that's able to change its orbit, change its trajectory, catch up to another satellite? Find something in the middle of the fucking sky. I mean, not, run, in, not run into any of the other junk out there. Right. I mean, because that's the other thing to consider. Like, it, it seems like it would be easy to find a satellite because it's in Earth's orbit. It's, it's a lot of area at a lot of different altitudes. I mean, it's 
Darby wrote a paper. Um, I think she wrote it in high school, and then she did another paper for one of her classes in uh, college. She like brought that back up and like kind of did a more in-depth thing about space junk. Like, oh, yeah. Just the sheer volume of shit that's out there. Yep. Yeah, pretty soon they keep sending people up to space on, like, you know, civilian trips. They're going to need to start sending up some of those big old things that are eating up plastic in the ocean, just eat up some space junk. Yeah. Well, it hers, she had, you know, things that are, like, as big as a basketball. You know, there's this many thousand things like that just floating around. Right. Things that are, like, the size of like screws or bolts, millions of things. It seems. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And, and if you're moving at velocity and you hit one of those, Oh, it'll rip right through. That'll rip that through anything out there. Yeah. That'll go through the space station. No problem. But luckily it's all moving in the same, you know, direction around. Sort of for now. Yeah. I mean, they've they've talked about trying to come up with a way to deorbit these things to to make them less of a hazard. And somebody else has started discussing uh instead of deorbiting all of this junk, uh collect why it. don't why don't we yeah, try and develop something that can collect it? So that we can then like ferry it off to the moon and have resources at the moon. Or just set up a storage shed satellite that yeah, everyone has access. Oh, I need a oh, we need a three sixteenth trench. Oh, I think there's one in the shed. Yeah. I mean the prevent it's all metric anyways. The prevailing theory right now in the ISS is uh done is that they're going to slowly deorbit it and let it just incinerate yeah no incinerate they'll deorbit it deorbit it slow enough that it'll just continue it'll just sit in the atmosphere until it is burnt to a crisp well everything up there eventually you know its orbit degrades not nothing, everything. N- nothing. Well, there there is a point when you get high enough that you no longer fall. Well, yeah, you, you drift out. No, you have geosynchronous orbit. You'll you'll lose the ability to control some of the stuff you have in orbit more and more as yeah. you older. But it'll stay in whatever orbit it is unless something else knocks it out. Yeah. You um, have ge- geosynchronous, and you have geostationary. So I think I heard this before, but it was mentioned again today, and I thought it was funny in a terrible way. Okay. Uh, So apparently Big Bird was supposed to be on the Challenger. Wow. They could not find a way to make the shuttle fit the full suit in there because they were legit going to just have him riding along in a suit the whole time, like... Holy I'm sure shit. it would have been whatever, but like, yeah. And then because he couldn't do that, they couldn't make that work. That's why they took the teacher that they took. Wow. 
Okay, is, so, it, is it an anniversary of the Challenger or something? Because I saw something about that too, but it wasn't anything about Big Bird. It was a video. Um, the is it the runner- alien video? No, it's a video of the of a classroom, and the teacher in that classroom was the guy, the runner-up to the girl who ended up going. Last like, year, I think they had a uh, documentary that came out about the teacher that was put on the Challenger, and so they may have had some like somebody might have watched that and mentioned it again, type of thing. Like, well, they 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 showed the runner up, I thought, on that. Yeah, show. they showed that, and he, it's like it's going. He's smiling. He's talking to the kids, and you can see it on his face. And then they cut to this. Like the camera like sweeps over to the TV screen that they're all watching, and you see the smoke trails, and then they were come they all in an assembly. No, it was a it was a classroom. It, okay. it was like he was like standing there talking to his class, and he's just like turn turn the cameras off, turn the cameras off. Yeah, and he was like you know he was just lost for a second because you know he's a runner up to. Sally Ride wasn't Sally Ride. No, no. What was the teacher's name? Sally Ride. Was, I, I, I forget. Anyways, uh, yeah, he was runner-up, so he he, he must have been third place because the runner-up literally was there training as well. Yeah, in case. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So he might have just been a finalist or something like that. But I get you. Yeah, uh, something. But because it was yeah, two it was, women that it, were chosen, was, and both of them were had to go through the entire training program in case one of the other was missing it. It was gut-wrenching go to watch your reaction, though. It was just funny you bring that up. I'm like, it must be an anniversary or something. Well, I mean... Yeah, well, this one was triggered because apparently there was a... Um, some kind of dude was filming, like, orbs or something through his ring camera, and it was, like, playing a snippet of Sesame Street on repeat. Hmm. And it was real eerie. And... Um, and that's when the person that was watching it mentioned that Big Bird should have been on the Challenger, but they couldn't get the suit to fit in there. And that's the only reason they took a teacher. So, random take a teacher. Sorry. The Challenger did explode on January 28th. Oh, then that's probably why everybody's making mention of stuff then. Yeah. But, I mean, that was 1986. So, it's not 20 years. Or well, 30 years. It's yeah. got 40 years. Not a round number, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's still yeah. something that they're going to make mention of, even if it's brief. It's just not going to be a two-week-long thing. It's going to be a one day and done. Yeah. Not yet. That'll be coming two years. They'll, they'll probably have lots of pomp and circumstance around it. Yeah. I remember like Pearl Harbor Jake. every five years. It's just, oh, we're in an off year. Nobody cares. Yep. We're being yanked out of class for that. That was. Yeah, I was watching it. That was in eighth grade, so. God, what was I? That was uh, 86. It just so... turned two. That was third grade? Is that what that was? What year did you graduate, Ray? 
90. So it was January 86. So yeah, it'd be the end of one year. So, I mean, I started high school in 86, but that was, you know, the end of the year. Yeah. So you were in eighth grade. So I was in seconds first. First, I was in first grade. I remember people crying and stuff. And that's when I first kind of thought I was a psychopath because I was like, why is everybody freaking crying? We didn't know any of these people. You know, I just couldn't register it. it. It would all seem fake to me. So, I don't know. They were just characters on the news. Yeah. No, I was in first grade because I was at uh, Mansfield Christian when that happened. That's right. Back when my parents could afford a terrible education for me. <laughs> oh, come on. What? It had Jesus. Uh-huh. That's all you need. Sure. That's, that's all you need, man. That's everything right there. Yup. Oh, almost got the second panel colored. Really? Yeah. I'm drawing and coloring at the same time, so I don't even have the second, third panel like sketched up yet, but hmm. have the, uh, I was doodling the figures today yeah. at work, so I was, even though they're standing kind of in a bunch, I drew them all individually and then layered them where I wanted them in the, in the crowd. Of course you did, psychopath. It gives me options, asshole. <laughs> sure. If I draw them in a group, then that's all they are, is in a group. Yeah. If I draw them individually, I can move one to show more or less of him or make them a smaller footprint by moving them all together because I want them to be a certain height, but I can't control their width if I drew them all together. Nah. Nah. You You're can, thinking, yeah, all you want, but Sal's shit works, man. They would have just been like Slender Man kind of things. It would have been okay. Oh, it would have, but what if it drove me nuts? I know. It's okay. It's part of what we love about you. I got my little time to... I got my little dig on the Tolkien in here too. Oh yeah? The roguish character in the back has a little leaf pin that holds her cloak shit. <laughs> it's that fucking stupid cloak that the hobbits and everybody wore. You know, for, for someone that doesn't like Tolkien, you know a fuckload about it. You talk about it. it a lot. 
I love the movies. I just question. I mean, if I drew up that adventure, how would you get rid of the ring? Here, Eagle, go drop this in the fucking volcano. Thanks, buddy. Okay, who's who? Who's who's for seconds? Uh, well, okay. So, what character am I playing? Um, hmm. Because that's that's going to determine what I do. Uh, I could be Aragorn. Which one's that? <laughs> Vigo Morgan, the, the, oh. the king. The oh, okay. Stranger. Stranger. Yeah. I'm fucking keeping that ring. Fuck you. I I will kill them all and keep the ring. No, it's easy. Fix the sword in the first one. Go get the green guys and fucking charge Mordor. Done. Why? It's over. But I want the Are ring. Okay. We start the story over. I want the ring. I want the green guys. Fix then the sword I'm... and and the ring, huh? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I, well, I... that's that's the. I mean, the whole catch twenty two of it is you don't get the ring. The ring gets you. Sure. I did see something weird uh, about Tolkien. He died in 1973. Okay. Uh, there was one ring to rule them all. There were nine for humans, seven for the elves, and three, or seven for the dwarfs, and three for the elves. Okay. 1973. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was kind of eerie. Hmm. Uh, I I'm gonna be going to play in a magic tournament soon. Ooh. Okay. Uh, yes, Popper. Okay. What's that mean? Commons only. Unlimited number. Nope. 20 lands and 40 lightning bolts. Bring it on, nope. bitches. Lightning bolt is an illegal card. Why? Uh, because it's not modern legal. No, it isn't. No, they oh, it still has to be modern legal for those? For the one that I'm playing in, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but, I mean, 20 lands and 40 lightning bolts, you would lose. The the magic that they play now, uh, is, is not not our magic, Ray. Yeah, I, I I left when phasing came in. I'm like, I'm not in for buying a character and then not even getting to play it for two turns. This is just raise its price and let me buy it when I can use it. The only ramp Ray knows is the handicap ramp. That's right. Oh, that's that's true. Uh, I mean, back when I started playing, so I started playing right before fourth released. Like, revised was the the base set on shelves. 
That's um, when I that's when I started playing. I mean, Revised was on shelves; it hadn't just come out or anything. Right. I knew about um, the game in college, but never bought it because I didn't have money for food, let alone right that shit. So, uh, Jasm was like the king of like most broken cards. Ernum. No, Jasm Jin from Ar- okay. Arabian Nights. The black five five yeah. sting. Yeah. Yeah. And in the big thing was. He was a 5-5 five, five that cost 4. And you could bring him out with a freaking Dark Ritual. Right. That... You can have him turn 2. Juz probably wouldn't make most deck lists in modern. He's just too, not good anymore. Too many ways to control him. Get rid no. of him. He's not fast enough. Four, four mana for a 5-5 five, five that hurts you is not a good card anymore. See, what was it? Uh, Avalanche or something like that? I forget what set it was. Um, they came out with the uh, the red card that cost four, and it was 5-5, five, five, and you had to discard a card from your hand. A card loss, not good. It's a red card, so there's no ramp to the mana production. But Juzum was still strong because you could play a Dark Ritual on turn two and end up with four mana and drop it. Yeah. I mean, and on turn two, and then you do another one on turn three. I don't care about the two points of damage I'm taking. Sure. A turn. Because you're going to be dead in one more turn. In Tempest, uh, and so Mirage and Tempest were the two blocks that were legal. Uh, I was playing a mono black deck that uh, first turn was Swamp, Dark Ritual, Hidden Horde. 4-4, four, four, discard a creature. And I had uh, Morinfen and the other one uh in my deck along with another with a bunch of just big dumb creatures the whole point of the deck was first turn swamp writ hidden horror pitching a creature second turn play a second swamp uh shallow grave <clears throat> picking the the dude i pitched out of the graveyard putting him into play and swinging for at least nine on turn two Okay. Like that was so I played essentially mono black blitz and then uh Stronghold came out in Tempest and I started playing uh, uh a lot of discard. Blue control with your force of wills. Uh I actually so I had a shit ton of force of wills because I loved the art. Uh, I don't think I ever actually played them in a deck. I I was not a blue control player. If I was playing control, I was playing something probably black-red. 
that was more my my style of control. I was discard was always my favorite, but like the black blue, it wasn't so much control. Like the counter spills were basically there so that I could do the rest of the milling and the whatnot. Because yeah, that like the first the tempest block when they had Meekrum and was it bottomless pit. Yep, Meekrum, bottomless so, pit, coercion. Yeah, yeah, and then like, you had Anvil of Bogarden from Visions. Like yeah, yeah, that was that was like the one like my, my favorite time to play stuff out of all the times with with magic and then after that i feel like nothing was ever as fun as that like and then urza's block came and Solarian academy broke the fucking game yeah i was there for one of those tournaments right was there only like one tournament that might have been like a two weeks worth before it got some kind of fix um something got changed immediately because of that and then oh, some other stuff Solarian got banned but like a month after release wasn't it yeah yeah something like that because i remember there was like the, i played in the one tournament and then we were all standing around watching whoever was playing it go off and then by the next week's tournament or two week later's tournament, it was already banned. Yeah. Well, I mean, that first wave of of sanctioned tournaments, DCI events after Urza's dropped, and I want to say eighty five plus percent of the tournaments were won by essentially the very same Tolarian Academy deck. They they had to do something. I mean, that was just right. fucking insane. It was just one versus one trying to see who got their pieces first. Yeah. Um, in the, you know, the yeah. uh, like top eight rounds. Yeah, I had built something and played in that tournament that Tim ended up winning with his Tolarian deck. Was that Tim that was the one running it? Okay. I remember watching the game. I don't remember who anyone yeah. was back then because I wasn't friends with anyone. So Yeah. Uh Bookman, remind me, was it Tim and Graham in the finals? Uh I can't remember if it was Graham or Andy. Which Andy? Uh Boyer, Fournier, or Wapner? Definitely wasn't Boyer. Wapner. Okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't Boyer. Boyer was judge. Yeah. And I was his backup judge. Right. Was this at um, Stars or something? It was at the Holiday Holiday Inn across the street. There were so many people at that tournament. Like, I did well. That was, I think, five rounds of Swiss? Four rounds of Swiss? Something like that? I don't know. 
I I lost one game and didn't make the cut. I dropped out to draft Exodus. Yeah, after that tournament, uh, Bob. I was friends with you guys then. After that tournament, Bob. Well, it'd be weird if you were, because I was like a ten. <laughs> That's probably fourteen or fifteen. And you guys are still suffering the wrath of the the other the other what the other Warren who. The other Warren. I don't know who that is. Brian? I don't know who that is. Okay. Well, he does exist. <clears throat> well, at least he got to play against the decor. He got to draw all the cards he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. God, I love the internet sometimes. So, wait, why are you playing this tournament? Because your work friend, or is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where are they holding gonna... tournaments at now? What's the Rome? Oh, okay. One of my children just sent me what I dropped in chat. May take you a second to. No, I, 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 I... <laughs> see it right away. Do you? Wow. Took, took me a second. I had to like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like tap on it, and I'm like, I don't. Oh, I get it. Yeah. She found Jesus, but the old skills still show up once in a while. Yeah. Uh, so we chucking dice tonight? Probably should. Uh, that was okay. the plan. I believe so. Well, I just okay. Uh, so before we before we shut off the show, I want to get this on tape. Sure. Uh, so when this is over and we start my goofy idea, um, it would be nice, but not required, if the three of you all chose the same generation. Right. Great. No, gen generation. Uh, you not, what do you mean by that? It's the boomer versus zoomer war. Okay. It would be uh, you make me want to play pop up, but uh, I mean, if I, you, I, I don't want to. I don't want to make them guys play. Fucking no, no. I'm I'm debating which one would be more fun to play. Well, just they both sound fun. Just understand that your your choice in generation 
will have bonuses and consequences. Do we know what they are ahead of time? Uh, no, no, I don't want to tell you. I want you to. I want you to pick independent of that. Hmm. And we're picking but, right now. No, you don't have to pick okay. right now. I just, I just wanted any, to get any, it out there. Any race, any class, you don't care. I don't care. Level four, boomer or zoomer. That's that's the only stipulation. I kind of want to take a step away from the caster. Okay. I don't know how far I want to step away from the caster. <laughs> so, okay. do I want to step like warlock away from the caster? Do I want to step bard away from the caster? Well, also level four is going to be a difference in what class is funded for. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, but the great Zoomer Zoomer War is is going to be fun. Because well, how much information are we getting about any part of it before we get anything? Okay, okay, I'll tell you this: War is a very loose term. Uh, did you ever watch the Laugh Olympics when you were a kid? I don't know what that is. Okay. It was a cartoon. Uh, I think it was Hanna Barbera. Okay. And all the animals. All the characters from Hanna Barbera competed oh, okay. in this weird weekly contest. It was the Acid Trip animated version of Battle of the Network Stars. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's a that's a great analogy. I love it. So uh, it's going to be more along those lines than an actual war. But there could be consequences uh, for for failure that are more than just points. Okay. It's it's going to be a thing. It's going to be fun. Noman hates kids, so <laughs> he does. He does. So, are you going to make an old Noman? I don't know. Level four. I don't know what. Uh, I mean, he can be any uh, any class he wants. Correct. I don't know. I'm leaning towards Zoomer, but okay. Whatever you want to do depends on what uh, what uh, yeah Ray wants to play. If he's playing old man or not. I mean, it. I don't, I don't really care. Um, I'm I'm currently thinking uh, Circle of the Moon Druid. From a from a bookkeeping perspective, it makes it easier if you're all the same. Don't have to be though. It'd be kind of funny if there was a light bit of uh, circle of moon is a uh, PHP. So 
player's handbook. Yeah, it, it'd be kind of funny if there is not full-on PvP, but a light bit of uh, competition at the table. Be kind of funny. Plug this in. But we still have plenty of time to contemplate on that. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not thinking that Ray is going to be done this week. No, we won't be. I pro it probably won't be done this week. It, it might be one or two more. That's fine. I'm not. Not going to try. And depending on. Uh, how aggressive you are. Okay. Well, let's go find out. I, d I don't know how to take that, sir. We'll go you, can find go out. Out. you can go balls out and uh, defend the realm, or uh, you can say, fuck it. Let what be. What happens, what happens. I mean, those are different. Those are some very serious schools of philosophy. Yes. And I imagine if people tune in in a couple of weekends, they'll find out what we chose. Yes. Oh, do we we have a stockpile again? Eh, tiny bit. Okay. Cool. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back. Stuff. Bye. <laughs>